2: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real
0: conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello.
2: <laughs> if I have to keep jumping off, I've got a feeling that I've got I've got a, a walker, a bedtime walker, because oh. I can hear. I put the kids to bed about 20 minutes ago because they were so knackered from school. So it's literally about 10 past six. I got them in and I was like, no, 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 it's seven o'clock. It's time to go to bed. Obviously, they can't tell the time yet. And um, I can hear. Luna's already come down twice and I can hear little footsteps. So... You've got a
0: nighttime creeper. Forgive me, a nighttime creeper. How are you, George? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm fine. Well, I'm actually feeling a bit rough today. So I've tried to have like a bit of an easy day. I just, you know, I've got that super cold that I think everyone ah, seems yes. to ha- have like have or have had. Um, and yeah, just feel a bit like, Bleh. but um, it's been quite a nice day. Just had quite a chilled day with Gigi. I just she's been all she's right. like all or nothing
1: she's yeah. like all or
0: nothing I have to give her like my undivided attention and then she's lovely mm. um if I don't and basically she makes me pay for it
2: <laughs> <laughs> Luna Luna got me in like a headlock at bedtime tonight and she was right up to my face and she went I love you so much I'm oh. gonna cry I was like oh my god I was like don't cry you know how intense they can be and you're like I love you too but like you can't crawl inside my soul and fucking take everything from me okay so step back um yeah I don't know I think it's something to do with the girls like you said if you don't give them like I can barely have a conversation if somebody else is in the room and I'm talking Luna's in there every five seconds she'll be like that mommy mommy Money, yeah and i would be like oh my please stop I've seen you jump yeah. one one centimeter in the air 15 times you don't need to keep <laughs> looking at you actually my cousin said to me the other day that her, her she, she's got a daughter and a son and they're a bit older now but when her daughter was really young she was like I'm ready for you now and she used to like perform all these shows and then one day my cousin sat down and she went right are you gonna are you gonna perform and she didn't have anything like prepared and my cousin said <gasps> to her well, you haven't got anything prepared, have you? Why do you want me to look at you all the time when you haven't even prepared a show? And she could just see her daughter's, like, colour drain out of her face. Like, oh, no, I'll never do it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, do you know what? I just think Gigi is, like, a massive attention seeker. So, like, even at dinner tonight, we're just sitting, like, you know, having dinner. Axel just got home. He, like, has football after school on a Monday, so it was a bit later. I haven't seen him all day. I'm talking yeah. to him about football. She just stands on the dining room table. Like, just gets out of her chair, stands on the middle of the dining room table just because I'm talking to him. Like, or puts her foot in his food. Yeah. I'm like, wow. It's all attention. You really want our attention, don't yeah. you? You really want it. Anyway, it's fine. How How is Luna getting on at school, though? um yeah I mean god
2: she's loving it it's such a lovely school and I feel like she's really settled and every day that she's not there like over the weekend she's like is it a school day today so that's really great but I'm feeling I think I've got to share this with everybody listening because I think this is probably quite relatable I'm feeling a little bit upset tonight because I received a letter um and it said that um I wasn't reading enough with Luna from the from the reading record and I've gone back through it And I'm like, I think there's probably five or six days where I haven't written in the reading record since she started coming home with it. So I'm, and and I read with Luna every single night. And I feel like she's in reception. She can read already, which is amazing. And we're reading with her. And there wasn't even a phone call. It was just a letter that came back. So I'm actually feeling a bit rubbish <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know what more I can do. There's there's quite a lot of pressure on the kids already. Or maybe it's pressure on the parents. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it does feel like because with that, I think Axel school, they have to read three times in a week. And I think they get extra play time or something like that if right. they've if they've read three times. But then that puts the pressure on you because you think, "Oh god, I've got to write in that reading record three times. Otherwise he's going to miss play, like miss some play time." I have to do Which it every like- night. They have to read every night for 10 to 15 minutes. I think that's a lot like, I that's, do. like 10 to 15 minutes as well mm. like that like, and also like what about parents you know there'll be so many parents listening to this as well who might not get home from work until half past I seven know. or eight o'clock and then what like they just probably just want to lay down and cuddle up with the you know their children or just they might be asleep like yeah it, it, it's it's a lot, especially now, like nowadays, where you know majority, you know, of, of couples both work; yep. they're both out the house, and then the weekends are quite precious. Like we don't necessarily want to be doing homework and like extra stuff. Also, the kids are knackered. I don't know. I just I don't know how I feel about all this homework and pressure to do more and more and more. Some of these kids are four, some of yeah, these are four years old, and yeah. I mean. I
2: do understand the importance of reading outside of um, outside of school. I I get it, and like because of the work that I do, you know, we're like we're writers, we're communicators. Reading was everything to me. English was my favorite subject at school, aside from drama. And like, so, like, that sort of mortally wounded me because, you know, what I am like with reading with like me and you read to the kids all the time, and but I feel like you know if you don't, maybe it's to do with the kind of school system and where things are at the moment. Um, in terms of like everything has to be forgive the pun, buy the book and if you don't put it in the book then they think you're not doing it. Um, so I guess it's just a conversation that I'm going to have to have tomorrow but I think also like let them be kids and let them just
3: no. have a bit of
2: time when they're knackered coming back from school and they've been there all day. They're long exactly. days as well if your kid's in an after school club and then to ask them to read, at the, you know, every night. It's a lot.
3: So
0: exhausting. Now do you know you just, like, when you said "Oh, some of the kids are four Axel was four for the yes. whole of reception the whole of reception yeah. until he left he was still four yeah. and had to do homework and all sorts of stuff mm. but I, I, I told you this after parents evening um, oh, yeah. I never do I never do Axel's maths homework we haven't done it once the whole the whole term like not done like n- nothing. Out to all the ne- maths teachers ne- listening ne- by the way how are you <laughs> never logged on never <laughs> never done any of it I lo- it's almost like I didn't do it the first week and then I thought oh God we're gonna have to catch up on the last weeks and then and then we've just fallen too far behind that we've never done it but actually his teacher was like do you know what don't worry like he's 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 doing well at maths don't worry if he was struggling I would tell you mm. you know maybe pick it up but she's like no I want you know I understand weekends are precious and you want to have family time and all of that oh, she and sounds amazing just, was, you know what it was so nice like really nice to hear that because you do feel a little bit guilty when like the mums or dads on the whatsapp group are like oh has anyone done the athletics have they been set anything and I'm thinking well <laughs> if we log on to Actors there's a backlog of about 50 tasks you know <laughs> (laughs) Do you know what it
2: reminded me of? It reminded me (laughs) of my school days when there was always a letter coming back. Zoe has been mucking around in the back of the class, flicking ink on the back of Ed's jacket or ed's you know and it was like always me flicking ink on ed i don't even know who ed is now but like i was always getting into trouble there was always a letter and it suddenly just brings me back to all those like oh i didn't know this i didn't know the schooling experience was going to make me feel this it's actually a really interesting topic i'd be really interested to know if any other parents listening whose kids have just started school first couple of years whether they're now feeling it as well yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We we, sh- we should uh, think about a podcast on it because I think it could be quite entertaining. <laughs> 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 Hands up, I feel like shit. Yes, um, but it's no. really interesting because it leads us on really nicely into the conversation that we had a couple of weeks back with these two incredible women. Uh, now, one um, has been on our screens as an actress for a very very long time, um, and we don't necessarily know her in that sort of parenting
0: role, do we? No, 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 we don't. It's actually really interesting to you know, chat to her. She's got slightly older children than we have. Um, And it's just just quite nice to kind of get an insight into how things are when they get a bit older and learning at home and how there can still be some struggles. Because some of us just think, you know, when they're like nine or ten, they're just going to go to their rooms and do their homework and everything's going to be easy. But actually, it's not, you know, it's not always the case. Um, But we also had an ex-head teacher on as yes. well, um, which is, again, really interesting because you always want to, I don't know, I feel like head teachers can be a bit, like, you know, elusive, like you feel like you can't ask them questions, but it was nice to just have her on. She was our best friend, be, wasn't she, by yeah, the end of it, exactly. yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she was on our way. she's not going to be sending <laughs> us any notes, time. <laughs> she bloody better not do. Uh, Georgia, who are we chatting to today? Today, we are chatting to Tamsin Elthway and Anna Coulson from Champion Tutor.
2: This is so exciting because not only do we have one amazing voice on the podcast today, but we've got a second incredible voice on the podcast. Uh, And Georgia, I'm a bit jealous because Georgia has actually been chatting um, to Anna (laughs) already. She says that they're not, you know, they've only chatted a couple of times, but I feel there's a relationship there already. Uh, Today we are talking to the absolutely wonderful, incredible human, brilliant actress. I mean, she basically does everything. Total legend, been on our screens for many, many years. Tamsin Althwaite, welcome to the podcast. But also alongside her, um, she's teamed up with this amazing women um champion tutor you probably have heard of them the incredible online tutoring company uh, co-founder
0: today anna colson welcome to the podcast Yay. can i just say we've got a made by mama's first the first guest to ever turn up to record the podcast in her pjs and i think maybe we should just do that going forward though i love a pj Yay. so
3: they're really beautiful pjs and i should explain myself as i said before but that my kids have gone to their dads and it, it so I've woken up not having to do a school run. plan to stay in my PJs till I have to go to have a facial later.
2: Oh, <sighs> Tamsin. Oh. You, you were just saying that these mornings, they, they just don't happen for you because you've got 40 minutes of driving in the traffic and then, you know, it's, it's breakfast, it's teeth, it's rush, rush, rush. And this morning, calm. calm. How do you feel?
3: I, I'm, I keep looking at myself in my PJs thinking, oh, I might just stay in these for a few days. Yeah, I feel really good. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's a slight missing the madness but that will go mm. in a few days. Mm. And what about
2: the lion this morning? Did, no, no, no child was coming well, in?
3: Well, normally it's me that wakes them up. So my alarm didn't go off at seven as normal and I didn't have packed lunches to make and breakfast to do. And, and you know what kids are like. It's like, I don't want to eat that anymore. I suddenly don't like porridge.
0: <sighs> yeah, we do. I, I feel
2: like I have that every morning. In fact, this morning, <laughs> Kit, Kit has the same thing for breakfast. It's either porridge or Weetabix. He, he hates, you you may not know this, but I talk about it a lot, that my 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 son hates fruit. He hates fruit and he hates vegetables. So I've never known anybody not to like a banana or not to like grapes. I mean, grapes are basically like Haribo, but yeah, in a sweet. Sort of round form. Oh my God. So I put some, I thought I'd just try him today. I've tried him every day for three and a half years. And I was like, bit of banana on there. He just sat there for 20 minutes whilst all of the milk sapped up by Uh, the wheat. And he just didn't eat it. He just sat there and looked at it.
0: I don't know. I feel like they're testing us sometimes. I really do. But Tandy, before we get into the chat because, you know, we want to have a chat about champion tutoring and education and stuff. But you've got slightly older children than we have. Zoe and um, and Zoe's children are like five and three or five and two. So what is it like to have a teenage girl? Just give us a little insight. It's
3: kind of I always harp on about that thing when you like the um, Harry Enfield thing where he, the kid wakes up on, at 13 and goes, Ugh. they wake up and they're suddenly a teenager and they're like, and they just <laughs> grunt. That didn't, it didn't feel like it was overnight for me, but there's definitely an attitude that happens as a teenager, which means that they suddenly feel like they're entitled maybe to not have to engage. So, separation that happens right. with a teen where it's like I just want to be on my own and I think it's really mm. important to just physically be there mm.
1: to just say
3: I'm here you know if you want to go to your room fine but I'm here I always have to keep reminding Flo if you need me I'm here but they need their independence mm. so I get that but my nine-year-old is pretty uh, delightful so I, I do oh. feel like um I'm lapping up every moment that my nine year old is giving me and also the same with Flo, a 13 year old when they give you that time or that energy I want to be there for it you know because it's it's rare and I'm very aware that soon they won't want to hug me they won't want to hang out with me they'll come back again when they're in their 20s or whatever you know that but there will come a time where they just don't want to hang out with you and so I'm just like should we watch a film why don't we go out bikes you know trying to connect with them all the time but sometimes they're just not interested but what they need to know is I'm always there and I'm not going anywhere.
2: I was just going to say Anna that you're obviously you know ex-head teacher and proper kind of child specialist in that area Um, that's the thing isn't it?
4: That's a really big thing but I think that it's a sign ultimately that you've done your job and when children you know when they, when they go away a little bit, but they can go back and they have that confidence, composure, composure. They've got the communication skills to communicate with others. My co-founder's daughter at 16 has gone away to London on her own. And, you know, she was like, oh, my goodness, should I let her go? Should I let her go? Absolutely. You've given her the confidence. She's phoning when she gets in the room. And, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love that. I love fiercely independent young children that have got spirit
2: just talk to us a little bit about how you guys met and tell us about champion tutor and how that came about
3: well for me what happened was my friend chiara who i call the perfect shenanigator she's almost a pa but not you know she's just a wonderful human and she said to me you you need to during the lockdown my kids were struggling as everyone's kids were she said uh, i've just started um off with these people called champion tutor the woman's lovely and I really think you should speak to her about flow you know about the anti-social situation about getting some tutoring building their confidence as well as being tutored and I wasn't a very good teacher or parent during the lockdown because the homeschooling didn't you know I just didn't know how to actually orchestrate with them so I got yeah. in touch with Anna because Anna was Tutoring my friends' kids and Anna just—you know—when you just you go, oh, that's that's it. that's my people. You know, it was like Anna knew exactly what needed mm. to happen. And then Marnie had some tutoring, which was very integral to her confidence. Marnie was struggled with maths, and Anna put her with a, a lovely girl called Lizzie. And then I think after about four sessions, she stopped crying. When she had to do maths, right. I can't do the numbers. You know, it was like she was filled with confidence that she could work around a, a, a problem. And then I I spoke to Flo and said I'd love you to have some, and, and Flo was like, "I'm I'm more up for a bit of like therapy than uh, <laughs> than actual lessons." <laughs> and because Anna is so brilliant with people, Flo started using Anna as someone that she could just call when she was needing to talk about something that she couldn't talk to me about okay it became like a bit of a lifeline in lockdown well Anna became a lifeline and then other people friends of mine started to use champion tutor and they'd say oh my kids are just so much so much more confident about the subjects and so it feels to me like it will be like Anna and champion tutor will be that the people that I always go to when the kids have got an exam possibly or when the kids are struggling yeah. at school. Anyway, I'll let Anna say her side of it because that might be completely different.
4: <laughs> she on, was the right pain to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, it was very natural and, and the friendship's very natural. Um, first and foremost, I think we should all give ourselves a little bit of a break. You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years and I've got twin girls who are eight. And during lockdown, you know, it, it was a nightmare. And mm-hmm. and I am mum and I want to be mum. And and to those girls, I can support them, but I'm not teacher and yeah. I don't yeah. want to be. And And that relationship, and there was a struggle and we had so many calls and so many distressed, stressed parents and people at the end of their tether and and the relationship was almost impossible to manage because, you know, I one of my girls is is academically very, very good. And um to challenge her, she will she she's so wise in terms of, you know, I can give her, and and I did do for a long time, a, a task to do. She'd always get one wrong, and then she'd say, And then I'd say, Gabriella, why have you got this wrong? She said, well, Mummy, you'll give me more to do if I get them all right. You know, and it took me ages to figure that out. Wow. And she, you know, those sorts of challenges, she wouldn't dare do that at school. Or if she did, I'd want to know why the teacher hadn't figured it out quicker. But I think that it, it was such a difficult period. We are emerging from it, but there are huge gaps. And before any academics, and this is so important, if there's one thing I could say to parents, before you concentrate on the academics, no matter how bright your child is, and I've got one that is very able, the other, the, the other has to work harder as I did. I had to work really hard in school and was inspired by a teacher that, that changed my life. And we all think of that teacher that did that. And You know, those sorts of skills and the underpinning of the curriculum has to come from confidence, the way you communicate, the way you feel very able to collaborate in school and the way in which your body language, you know, I spoke to a parent yesterday who just said, my little girl puts her hand up constantly, but the kids on the table are laughing because she's not on the smartest table. So the teacher always looks past her to get an answer that's correct and you know kids pick these things up and and as a as a head teacher when when I led a trust there were always policies in place that meant that didn't happen because as a teacher you know you're stressed it's it's a yeah. really I've done it yeah. it's a really stressful role but you are ultimately the way in which a child feels will influence the rest of their life so it's such a responsible position and one in which I take so seriously, and now you know. Yesterday was a day of parents picking up the phone to, to to me and and Linda and and asking for little tidbits of advice. I'd say now is the time when we're really feeling the repercussions of what's happened.
0: Well, it's really it's
2: really really yeah. hard to um, to know. Firstly, the whole, the whole homeschooling thing from somebody that had to try and do it with my stepdaughter, who's eight. You know, I was I was stuck because I didn't I. I wasn't particularly academic. There were certain subjects that I excelled in, you know, English and drama and sports and stuff. But when it came to the sciences and the maths, let's be honest, I just wasn't particularly engaged or particularly academic. So when my <laughs> eight-year-old was sitting there in front of me going like, can we do long division together? All of my anxieties from school came out and I was like, well, fuck, how the hell do I do this? Because yeah, can't do they're it. They're doing it in a different way. They're using these like, almost like these like circular kind of like, I don't know, they were like discs in different columns. And I was like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, shall we make some brownies? And I was like, I don't know how to do that, but I've got a packet of Betty Crocker. Like this, this. And so my anxieties about my failures at school came out. Then I was trying to teach my daughter. I had one child trying to do a wee up against the wall. The other child was having a tantrum in the court. The whole thing was just a mess.
3: Yeah. Wasn't it a mess? Do you? I mean, no one was thriving. No one went, I've sussed this. I'm doing this brilliantly.
2: We
0: haven't heard anyone. that's. If anyone did thrive in that period, I'd love to hear. from <laughs> <laughs> And no us know how. But so, obviously, luckily, none of us are homeschooling anymore. And hopefully won't. I mean, maybe, maybe some people might choose to. But if we when do we need to do like the extra bits at home with the children? And and how do you go about doing that? Because I mean, my son apparently at school is like really engaged with maths and English. If I get him home, and I try and get him to do his homework, he's like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Because I'm a different person. And it's a different role. But how do you
3: encourage them to do that? Do you not feel like now there's so much more expected of parents to oh guide God. them through uh, you know I speak to my dad about when I was a kid obviously my dad wouldn't even remember it but I don't remember my mum ever sitting down with me no, you've had homework in primary school no I'll do the rest of it my kids are very creative I will do all the drama all the lambda speeches I'll do all the art with you yeah. I'll sit and listen to you play the piano all day long the guitar. Yeah, I can't sit down and do the academia, and that's why I do my job. And and I'm not an academic. I'm the same as you. Yeah. Let's talk about
2: the financial yeah. side of it because obviously that's this is absolutely key because lots of people listening, you know, won't have the funds to have a tutor. And so so how do we kind of even start unpicking that and digesting it for for people that financially aren't in the position?
4: That is a real struggle, and we try to, and we don't publicise this, but because you know you're asking the question if a parent wants to is really struggling and there are real gaps we will always talk to them. but if you you know if if you if you're not ready to pick up the phone and you want to do little things that there, there are lots of resources and things I'll put together a few and and put them perhaps on the Instagram page of things you can do in short sharp bursts. I am not an advocate for doing a lot at home, and I don't work with my children a lot because I firmly believe, and lots of head teachers would absolutely blast me for this, but I firmly believe when the children come home that I want them to be children. I want them to run around the house and yes. not make too much of a mess, but <laughs> I want to cuddle them on the sofa. I want to stay with them, cherish my time with them. And you know, I'm a single mom and and finance is 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 really something that I've got to think about and I think for parents there are lots there's lots of things out there and there's lots of things to challenge and stimulate children but there's so much almost you really need sort of a guideline as to for the particular age group for the particular ability of where to look because it can be really confusing BBC bite size is great, great. yeah, absolutely great. You know that, that, and and there's lots of other little things that that I'll make a note of that that people can certainly access. Tuition, the tuition market is is grown hugely, yeah. and as as I said to you before, this, you know, we found that there was a lot of entrepreneurs that saw the potential wrongly or rightly when when COVID happened and they wanted to go out and make a a fast book there's tuition in london on average is about 59 pounds per hour which i just see as as a sin wow yeah that's on average so 41 percent of our client base is is london based and we we operate online and face-to-face predominantly online yeah and um our lessons, are, you know, range the thirty pounds, and and we use um, a range a range of tutors. They are highly academic. They're all interviewed by Linda and I. There's nobody else does the interviews, and the getting through rate is is about one in ten. Wow. At what point do you? And at what age? Because Georgia,
2: you've done a bit of um had a bit of tutoring for Axel haven't you and he's obviously in year 1 so yeah. for example what are you kind of looking for and at what age would you start seeing the signs of a
0: child who's potentially maybe a little bit behind their classmates so i i mean just to jump in i um chatted to anna because axel was well is the youngest in his year so luna and axel are only like 3 weeks apart but in school years they're a whole year apart yeah so i found when he when lockdown hit and he wasn't at school anymore because I couldn't teach him, because he wouldn't listen to me, I was really concerned that, you know, some of these kids already knew how to read, and they already knew how to write. Um, and he didn't, because he's only four, you know. Mm. And so I I just didn't want him to not have the confidence. That was my main thing. I didn't want him to go into school and be surrounded by all these kids, feel like the youngest, feel like the smallest, feel like he was silly. That that was it. So, um, I sort of I, I chatted to Anna and she put me in touch with Lizzie and he, I think Axel might have done like four sessions maybe right, maybe not okay. even four sessions and it was just the confidence thing like yeah uh, she just she um, worked with him and kind of just made him feel like he knew what he was doing even if he might not have done she just gave him the confidence and I think that was for me that was why I thought it was a good time to do it even though it was only in reception but it was just the whole confidence piece yeah um, and then since then, we haven't, you know, we haven't looked back. That's really nice. That's really great to hear, actually. That's, yeah. that's success but, a success um, story.
2: But I, 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 just going back to the original question, are you? Are you? Are Are there signs that we need to be looking out for? Let's just say, like, our reception children or our year one children. At what age should a child be reading, be writing their name, you know, in terms of vocab, words, all that sort of stuff?
4: In an early age, Zoe, it, it's, it's very dependent on chronological age and development. You know, there was a... A huge study done um, about 10 years ago about boys um, in the early years and about the development of their wrists. So when boys say their wrists are hurting when they're right, it's actually true. (laughs) The research suggested that. And there was lots of, you know, I had teachers say, come on, you're lazy, keep on going. And, and, you know, the development of the wrist was later than girls' I would look for so very early on phonological awareness, making sure that children are quite confident in the letter sounds um that they you know that they're beginning to form letters and mark mark make i mean we will always chat to parents that there are very very clear online um goals that children should be reaching, and the school will communicate those with you. I would always say and and it still happens because we've had four cases this week where sometimes and I'm not critical of schools at all I worked in them for 20 years and I'm a huge supporter of schools and teachers but you need to know from the school and you need to be very direct in asking exactly where your child is what where they are and what you need to do if there are any areas of development. And and if I would invest any money, it would be in absolutely a, a diagnostic assessment of your child at, at a certain age. If you have any concerns from somebody independent, if you don't feel reassured by school,
2: yeah, that's really interesting that you say that actually. And I was saying this to Georgia before we came on the podcast, and I'm wondering yeah. Tamsin if you um, have experienced any dyslexia through your years. But as I was super creative, you know, I, I my mind was. You know all about my drama and my writing, my creative, but my dyslexia was bad, and it wasn't identified until I was about twelve, when I failed my common entrance, got pulled back here, my friends went on. I was like, it was too late for me. They weren't almost. I think that I think the kids are luckier now being at the schools that they're at because you know they have those specific people. Like they had to get a special dyslexic teacher from like twenty five miles away from a different school to come in and give me one hour a week, and it was all just too late. Um, yeah, so, it, what, you, what, it's
3: very timely what you're saying, because this is exactly what I'm doing now with my eldest. My eldest um, flagged it up to me, said that they'd been looking online and done loads of research. And Flo said, basically, they thought that they possibly had ADHD or or autism. Now, if you're doing a lot of research on your own on online, you know, you you could pretty much say you've got everything you know Mm. so now we are actually going to a doctor to get an assessment just so that the diagnosis will be a yes or a no so they can move forward and you know we've we've done everything we can as opposed to waiting till they're 17 and then going oh that's why i didn't get it we'll be
0: right back after this short break
1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards, only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we?
1: So, what are the signs um,
0: for ADHD or autism? Cuz I know it's I know it's like it goes undiagnosed in girls yeah. a lot, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Mm can hear everything in a classroom over there can hear everything if it's not silent can't concentrate and if we go out to somewhere that's very busy and loud flow can't cope at all
1: okay. that really sounds to me like
3: it's one of the symptoms yeah. I know for a fact that my nine-year-old is you know sociable can deal with everything but flow can't deal with certain situations very well
0: yeah and it's interesting when you you know you've you've brought them up the same and they have such they present such different kind
3: of challenges I guess yeah hone into each one separately I I know for a fact that when I was growing up I mean there's no way in the world that those things would have been available to me we're talking about in the 70s you just get on with everything you don't you don't buy stuff and you know we were the the generation of the Moses Bar- basket back from hospital on the back seat, no seat belts, no car seats. You know, <laughs> <laughs> different world, different world. Tamsin, you know, you have to make special uh, a special effort. I think to they're all they're very very aware and educated about development and being mindful. Mindfulness is massive. My kids go to a school where most of their um teachings are about being kind and about developing what they're good at as opposed to oh, yeah I love it's that
0: yeah I love that so
3: it's where I wish I could have gone when I was young you know to be able to do GCSE photography or you know one of those a subject that you know you're going to be into not just history geography maths
4: and you will thrive because given those given those skills for confidence you know that the last school I worked as a head teacher um. The the there was twenty five percent of the school with special needs, and it it got Sunday Times School of the Year on the results. I'd actually left the school by the time the results were published and for the top for the la- for the prior three years it'd been the top 5% wow top 2% in the country and that was because the children it wasn't on the academia it was because the academia only came because those children believed they could do it and they trusted and they respected the culture and it wasn't name shame fear it was on the ethos of exactly what you've just spoken about, and that's why we work with the girls. <laughs> and isn't it and isn't it amazing that that's how far we've come?
2: Even in the yeah. years since, like, I mean, I'm I'm 40 next year, and I what I was, I feel like I was craving it at school. And Georgia, I'm sure you're all the same. But although Georgia, you went to a performing arts school for a bit of the period, didn't you? So you kind of got that. But that 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 now, you know, we understand that there has to be scientists and mathemati- mathematicians and researchers, and you know, everything else that comes under the academia umbrella. But we also celebrate creatives you know graphic designers actors what present whatever it is that you want to do you can do and it's all celebrated it's not like will you stop mucking about in your drama class please and come and learn how to use a fucking bunsen burner Now people are
3: actually respecting things as a career it's not like the afternoon's drama so therefore it's a muck about exactly that Zoe it's not yeah career out of drama I'm living proof tons of subjects that used to be seen as oh you could probably just say oh let's do that because GCSE that's GCSE but it's not really anything is it you know Mm -hmm. and now to be taken seriously when my kids are like My nine-year-old's like, can I please do the singing lessons at school that my other mates do? Singing at an ordinary school, not a stage school. And they can do lambda, they can do singing, they can do drums, they can do guitar. I've got tons of Mm -hmm. friends that are musicians. They make a wonderful living out of it, but they're happy because they're doing something they love.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually always try and sort of reiterate that to like my son Axel as well. So they have like spelling tests every week, and I, which I feel a bit uncomfortable about because they're five, you know, they come back and they get whatever Mark is. And he's always like, Oh, I got, you know, I got whatever. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Right. That's great. But actually, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what you, actually doesn't matter what you get. And you might be great at spelling and the person next to you might not be great at spelling, but they're probably really good at something else. And I and then he's like, oh, oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important because at the moment he's fine at spelling, but there's going to be a time when, you know, he, he might struggle because of one reason or another. And I just, I guess it's about us as parents, like inst- instilling in them that just because, people aren't good at the traditional subjects even if they are themselves or they're not it's about having that understanding that it's you know you'll find your pla you know you'll find your thing I find your place you, exactly yeah, you'll find your thing if you look for it I do think it's quite it's quite stressful and I think maybe a lot of people listening to
2: this what their kids will have started this year reception where your kids have gone from going to preschool going to nursery playing around and then suddenly they're the reading books are coming back in the book bag. We've got, you know, phonics. I've got no idea what phonics are. We didn't learn. I'm sorry, I'm going to hold my hands up. You know, I got corrected by Luna the other day when I was like, "r" and she was like, "rr," And I was like, no, no, it's "r." And then everyone on Instagram went, it's not ruh, it's "rr," And I was like, why is <laughs> oh, yeah. it? You know, like, do you remember that? Um, so like the, the, the whole side of it, I, I it suddenly kicked on a level, even in the last like two weeks at school. And I feel like I've got to do a lot more at home with her, but she's going to have to lead the way because I, unless I do some sort of phonics like
3: workshop what you know when we came home and did our homework did you get helped with your by your parents I can't remember I don't think I had any homework <laughs> We well, have. Yeah, I think we went to school and then we came home I don't yeah. feel like we came home and did loads of homework obviously around GCSE times possibly but I went to clubs I went to drama and dance and did all of that so I really feel like the pressure on parents now is really Mm. and and whether it's a state school a private school as a kid I went to both when my parents couldn't afford it anymore I then went to a comprehensive and Jen changed about loads but I just feel like the pressure on parents and every parent feels it to to sit down with them and go through it all and understand it when you don't really have a clue what they're doing and you could actually I feel like I'm probably a hindrance Like, it feels like there there should be someone in the middle between school and parenting.
0: Also to explain, you know what, there's two things as well, because a lot, you know, majority of parents at Axel School, are like in a two-parent family, they're both working. That's the other thing as yeah. well isn't it so you know after school club finishes at what like half 6 7 o'clock and you know for a 5 year old they get home and they don't want to sit and do their spellings at 7 o'clock at night because they're absolutely exhausted exactly. and i think that's really that's really difficult and there's a lot of pressure um, cuz when when, yeah, when when do you when do you do it, do it. <laughs> when you've got and, and you know
4: a really We've done some research about, about retention of learning, particularly in the early years. And those short, sharp bursts at school of, of something like um, Zoe was talking about, about phonics. Yeah. If you're doing those every day for five minutes, then that, that sets you up. There's, there's a fantastic scheme that's used in some schools. And, and it phonics, and, and we laughed about it earlier, but it's so important because if you've got the skills to be able to, to spell and to be able to sound out those words, it instantly gives you confidence. And that's one of the, the areas that I really worry. If it's not taught very well and not taught with a really good systematic scheme, it can impact speech and it, and, and it, and it most certainly can, can impact confidence in children. Now, you, you could choose. You know, you you could choose to, like Tam does, have a tuition session where where you just focus on homework and that takes the burden off off of you. Or you could do, you know, it's it's hard because in theory it's never five minutes, is it? When when you've got little ones, you know, to get the book out and to get them just away from Came to what sit, doing. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sit down, yeah, yeah. And and you know, it it's 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 not that, but. You know, there's these cards that are dead, really, really cheap. Um, the Northern Girl in Me is coming out in the in the accent. Is but that is, are those the flashcards? Yeah. Yes. So they're brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and and on the back there's there's some really good ones um, that I can I can send you all the links for. But the, the refiver. Yes, I need those if you have them. And and I mean, with my girls, I used to just stick the ones that I saw in the book bag on the fridge. And on the back, it tells you because it's, it, it's, it's actually very, very important what you're saying. It, things have changed and progressed. I'm 42 now from when, from when we were in education, even in the way you teach children and the pronunciation of, of the phonics is, you know, is, is really vital and we need help as parents because, you know, you haven't been and
0: done yeah, the Yeah, we course. don't know. No. Do
4: you know what? Um, Luna School's got a workshop coming up
2: and you've just inspired me to do it. I'm definitely, definitely <laughs> going to do it because otherwise I'll keep getting called out by my five-year-old
4: and I can't bear it. Phonics is at Carlana Zoe. I love my phonics and it makes a massive difference. Huge, huge difference to, if there's one thing, it's phonics and tables and it's old-fashioned. They are non-negotiables. Okay. We've been told, learn them pro wrote it's a one time I'll be a head teacher, absolutely learn them because it is it is if children have those those keys and those keys to to give them confidence they'll they'll do well, they'll thrive, okay,
3: so when we were kids, we had to go you know one sixty six I mean I was at a convent school, and so we basically used to sing it in the morning, but I still remember the the sound of of the, the tune of it, I still remember six sixes and seven nines. And it's because it was sung. So it it struck with me that it was a bit more creative mm. and wasn't maths. Mm. Yeah. Now, I think sometimes that schools miss a trick of, of, of how they teach stuff because my kids know the most history from watching Horrible Histories. Mm. And the way that they teach is as a t- television programme, you know, they know which king comes after Witch King, because of the songs that they teach in, yeah. that they sing in Horrible Histories. So I really think sometimes that finding a way through to kids by making it more creative or by making it by singing something is kind of, it might be old fashioned, but it's kind of missing a trick in a way.
2: No, oh, I love making that. Yeah. I love exactly.
3: it. And I feel the same. Thank what a you. lovely chat guys. <laughs> um
2: Is there anything um, that anybody should know about champion tutor as a sign off or anything that we can expect from you guys? Um, that's, I'm sure you've got exciting plans.
4: We've got really exciting plans. We're doing some consultancy work where I'm actually going to work with children and um, myself on assessment. I'm going to, based on today, you've inspired me, Zoe, I'll do a little session on phonics Please. And, and put it on Instagram. Um, and, and you know, we've got lots of story time, lots of reading. We call it time, um, don't we, a family, because that is so important, that ethos of if you are absolutely peed off, you're sick of the constant pressures that are placed on you being a parent, just we would we would always urge you to phone us and, and you know, we will be there and, and we respect that not everybody has the money for tuition, but we'll always be there by the phone. Thanks, you guys. guys. Thank you, guys. So lovely to have you on. Tamsin, stay in your
2: PJs all day. <laughs> yes, Enjoy so it. jealous.
4: <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> I feel like I could have done with a tutor growing up. Couldn't you, I I had I had a tutor for about basically to try and get me through my GCSEs because I was flunking everything and I was just like I just want to perform or run around a sports pitch and my parents were like we haven't spent all this money on your education for you to be doing that can you like try a little bit harder and I was like okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I had to, so I had like you know a bit of tutoring before that I actually managed to pass some as a result of it so I really do believe in it.
0: <laughs> well done. Do you know my dad used to tutor um, kids in our in our class Oh wow! when I was younger so he was when we came back from Portugal he's a I came back and was a headmaster, but he didn't get to really teach and he loves teaching. So he used to tutor like groups of kids from my class on a Saturday morning. And at first he used to let me join in and then he told me I was too disruptive.
1: <laughs>
0: and, I wasn't alo- and I wasn't allowed in the, in the tutoring groups anymore. No, so, banned from yeah, them. Yeah, I was banned from my own dad's tutoring <laughs> <laughs> what an accolade that is I know don't and then he said it, he said it's even worse as a head teacher when you get called into the school like because your daughter's been misbehaving he's like it's so embarrassing you have no idea like it's oh like head gosh. teacher to head teacher oh like it, it's gosh. just not it's I not I
2: can okay. imagine it. it's amazing he's still doing the job after you traumatised him so much with your behaviour growing <laughs> up
1: George uh, no. no no it was,
2: <laughs> it was great to chat to Tamsin and Anna and, um, and actually I thought it was really lovely just about that whole you know that a home should be a home, and that you know you should leave the school, at, uh, should leave the schooling at school, and all that sort of conversation around not putting too much pressure on it all, and actually, you know, sometimes a little help goes a long way. And actually, what I really liked as well with their kind of trying to make tutoring accessible to everybody. Um, yeah, And actually, yeah, maybe your child does need a little bit of extra help. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And do you know what I was thinking as well? Because, you know, tutoring can be expensive and, you know, not everybody is going to have, you know, the cash to be able to do it. There might be, like, I don't know, a neighbour or a grandparent or an auntie or an uncle who you might find that your child will sit down and do some, you know, do some maths with or do some writing with, that they feel they have more of that relationship. Like I know I can never get Axel to do any work with me. But if, you know, my granddad asks him to do something, he would do it or my dad asks him to do something. It's, it's like there could be other people around you that could could help as well. Um, or like my older cousins, they will sometimes yes. sit and stuff with Axel and I think yeah it doesn't always necessarily have to you know you don't always necessarily need to pay for tutoring it could be that there is someone in your like sort of immediate family or network that could help yeah because um, I do think it's so difficult as parents That you know we have to be everything like to, to our children yeah. um, especially with so much homework god can someone just ban homework <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening and you're in politics and you you, you like you want to be the next Prime Minister if you say you're going to ban homework
1: I bet you get so many votes
0: <laughs> listen we can only do what we can only
2: do and I think it's going yeah. to be a big 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 learning curve in my schooling life part two with my children going <laughs> through it that I'm going to feel I'm going to feel a constant pressure to perform and be you know the best parent and I want everything to be okay for the kids and I want them to be super duper but you know we can only do what we can only do and if there aren't enough Thousand, like you know with, with with being working parents you know uh, it, it's it's a lot so like i'm just gonna have you're gonna have to coach me through this because you seem very chilled you're like two years in i'm all right actually now no i'm cool i'm not even gonna bother logging on and doing the math homework work fuck it not
0: bothering. send me a letter <laughs> See <what> I,
1: <laughs> I, I thought this one on to you
2: um <laughs> thank you as always for listening to the podcast and thank you so much for all of your messages and we love getting all your feedback and stuff as always we would be so over the moon if you could rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow as well then you'll never miss an episode
0: yeah that would be great and if you want to join our petition to ban homework in the uk then please (laughs) slide into our dms We're (laughs) we're on at made by mamas and we will be back on friday
2: made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful charlotte mason insanity group